Welcome to the Draw Shops Get Genius Podcast, where we talk to today's business influencers to pick their brain and pull out their genius. It's time to get genius. Hey guys, it is Summer Felix again with Get Genius. And today we are speaking with Gary Ware of Breakthrough Play. And this is a super cool company that takes you back to being a kid again, actually, and just playing. Think about the last time you played. Hopefully you're all getting some type of play in, but for a lot of us, we get so wrapped up in the day-to-day business of our life and our personal life as well that we we forget to have fun and get outside of our brains. <laughs> so there's a little part in your brain as we talk about on this episode that needs a break. And when it gets a break, it gets rejuvenated and it gets energized and suddenly you open the doors for creativity, which is so important for so many of us, no matter what you're doing in your life. And uh, Gary is, he's pretty freaking cool. And he basically goes out and works with corporations, businesses, um, individual entrepreneurs, um, all types of creative people. And he gets people unstuck. He gets them re-engaged with, with what they're doing and really just thinking differently, which is so important. And there's going to be so many cool little exercises that you'll learn in just this episode that you can do like starting today that will shake up your brain, shift it and get you thinking differently and uh, coming up with new ideas and being more creative. So I'm excited for you guys to listen to Gary and I hope you enjoy and check out all of his cool events and meetups and free eBooks and all that good stuff that he's got going on. You can see it all in our show notes and on the blog as usual. So with that, have fun playing with Gary and I on this episode. Hey Gary, I'm so excited that you're on the show today. Hi. Yeah, me too. Thank you for having me on, Summer. Awesome. So one of the big reasons I've really been looking forward to talking to you is you've done so much with comedy and improv. And I actually, I love improv. And I did that in high school and in college, did a little bit of sketch comedy. And I've, that was like 15 years ago. And I keep saying to myself, I've got to get back into that because it's such a great way to build confidence, break out of your shell. And, but you're doing something with teams and with individual coaching and all these groups that you've got going on. And I just want to like, talk about all that kind of stuff and dive into it. And it's just so unique. So I guess the first thing is, is you've, you've got this company called Breakthrough Play. I want to know how you, what you were doing before that and how you decided to create this company. Yeah. Uh, so I've, uh, just to set the record straight prior to doing improv, maybe six, seven years ago, I never thought that would be something that I would be interested in. Okay. And, uh, my career started in the world of marketing. I got a degree in interactive media design. I I've you know, done websites, I've done digital marketing. And as I progressed in my career and I moved up a lot of the mentors, um, you know, said, well, Gary, you're probably going to be doing some speaking. You should probably get trained in that. And I was like, just like a lot of people are, I was scared of public speaking. I was like, I don't know. Are they going to like me? Are they going to judge me? And I took a Toastmasters class 
and I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was just one of these things where I just felt like I was always wrong. And I was every time one of the meetings would come up, I would get so anxious and didn't want to go and would make excuses why I shouldn't go. And then I talked to a mentor and I said, I don't know, this just doesn't seem right for me. I feel like I'm working off of someone else's script. I don't feel comfortable. What else can I do to get better public speaking? And he gave me the advice of taking an improv class. And I was like, improv? And again, a lot of times when I talk to people about improvisation, they say, well, I'm not funny. Um, I'm not witty. I don't think improv is right for me. I have those same uh, same reasons why I didn't think I would be right for improv. Uh, but sometimes when you have someone that you trust and they give you some advice that seem a little bit uh, weird, uh, you just take it anyway. Right. And so I took an improv class uh, here in San Diego, and it was the best thing ever. Uh, I got hooked like from day one, and it was one of these things where I almost didn't even go to the class. It was it was a Monday, and again working in the agency world, very busy, and have reports to do, and I was just. It's just one of these things I was just sort of putting off. I was like, uh, you know, maybe I should just knock out a few more things on my to-do list. But again, it was like his voice just sort of popped up and he was like one of these like uh, angels on my shoulder. He's like, Gary, you promised to go to improv, go to improv. <laughs> and I went to that class and it was so much fun. Uh, for two hours, I didn't think about my to-do list. I didn't think about um, like all the things I had going on. We just played and we did these silly games that at the time didn't really – seemed like it was just nonsense. Um, but then as I really got into it and I wanted to do everything I could with improv and I started performing, I started realizing that these exercises that teach people how to get up on stage without a script, make things up, support each other are the same exercises that are needed in companies. Yeah. I love that. So what's your experience been with people that are typically so nervous <laughs> to get up and talk in front of people, which is that's something that I'm very nervous about. And sometimes it's like the more prepared you are, the more nervous you get. But then they also say you should be prepared because then you'll be less nervous. It's like, you know, yeah. How, right? what has your experience been with, with those type people doing improv? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I tell them that that feeling of being nervous is natural. Uh, they say public speaking is the second fear thing behind death. And the reason why it is like it's in, in our DNA, why we're scared of public speaking, it goes back, the folklorists say that it came from when they used to put people in the center of town and make them plead their case. And depending on if they plead their case or not, they either got stoned or whatnot. And so I guess that's just sort of like in our DNA, we're scared. We're scared to get up on stage because we think people are going to kill us or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I tell people that that's a natural feeling. And I have in some of the workshops uh, that we do is I have the ability to get people to realize that those same feelings that you have that is anxious and nervousness on a physiology side, your body's doing the same thing that it would do as if it was excited. And so I have some really cool techniques to help people sort of change that perception and, and use it to like sort of get them excited. So that's the first thing I tell people it's normal. Right. The second thing, especially if they're scared about taking an improv class, I tell them, I said, we're not going to put you on stage and make you make you just perform in front of us. We're playing games. And I also tell people improvisation is a team activity. And when you're with people that are going to support you, you don't have to be funny because the first rule in improv is to say yes. So no matter what you say, we're going to support it 110%. 
And so I, I say, imagine going into a conference room or a meeting and having a hype person with you that no matter what you say is right and they're going to back you up. Like, how would that make you feel? And a lot of people say, oh, I, I would love that. I was like, well, that's essentially what improv is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so much fun. And it's funny, you know, the things that, that come out that surprise you. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure you exactly. see that all the time. That's the other awesome thing about doing improv is that we talk about group mind and in the fact that when we do some of these collaborations and some of these games, the end result is something that not one person could have created on their own. Yeah. So how did you take this and, you know, you're, you're an entrepreneur, you created this company and what was that process? What, what was the moment where you said, okay, we've got to do this for teams. We've got to do that. You know, how did that all come about? Yeah. It first started, uh, I worked for a number of agencies and I loved improv and I was all about, you know, we need to do more of this because I, there's just something about when I did improv, everything else just got better. And one of the things, once I really started geeking out and learning about the science behind play and stuff like that, yeah, when you play, you feel better about yourself and, and whatnot. So I would take these improv games and I would do it with my team and we would just do these silly games just just the you know uh, pastime and and just as little team building icebreaker things, and I found that we actually started performing better as a group. We supported each other, and we were okay because we were so comfortable around each other, giving each other critical feedback, the feedback that you would need to you know better yourself. A lot of times when we're in places where we're not comfortable and we don't necessarily feel um, like we know people, we sort of sugarcoat things. And it was just one of these things we had such strong trust and such a strong bond with each other that we were okay giving honest feedback. And we just were really comfortable. So as a result, like morale went up, uh, we weren't as sick, you know, just it's so crazy how all these things happened. And then I started saying more, especially agencies, because I come from the agency world, more agencies need this because there, in my opinion, there isn't another environment, you know, that is more stressful than working at an agency. You have clients that, that in some cases they want you to fail, but they don't want you to fail. So they, you know, it's almost like, you know, they do things so that you can work really hard and, and you are at their beck and call and you need a, release. You need something to just help you relieve that stress. And then also in agencies, you're creating things, you know, you're required to be creative and creativity only comes when you feel comfortable. And these games are designed to make you feel comfortable and and closer to your uh, fellow teammates. That is so true. I really like that. Uh, Creativity comes when you feel really comfortable. That's true because and that's actually something to think about when you're, when you are nervous, when you are anxious is it's not really helping you to do that. You get stuck. You're so lost in yourself and everything that you're feeling that you, you stop the creativity. Yeah, exactly. And one quick thing on creativity, there was this study by NASA, I believe, and they did a study on kids uh, starting at the age of five up to 19. And it was a creativity study and they measured their kids creativity level and they wanted to see in what circumstances, you know, did creativity either increase or decrease? And at the age of five, most kids registered at genius level creativity. I mean, genius level creativity. And it's because they didn't have the same sort of filters that we have now. They don't know a lot of times that they can't do things. Um, I have a 
nine-year-old niece, she is the most creative person I know because she's so decisive. She doesn't think, oh, is this right? Are people going to make fun of me? Um, and that's just one of the things that this study brought out is that as people got older, they started realizing what was right and wrong. And then they started seeing things and they started judging themselves of like, oh, that person's creative. Oh, that person's smart. I'm not. And so they started holding back. And that but holding yourself back and not putting ideas out there is the first thing to kill all creativity. Yeah, absolutely. So you say you have this on your website, 70% of the workforce is disengaged. So what's going on there? Why is that happening? And, and can you tell us, you know, the things that you're doing and, and how you've seen teams, you talked a little bit about that, but I'd love to get some more specific examples and leaders, especially because leaders get stuck. And I think leaders have so much pressure to be, you know, these commanders of these teams. And sometimes you get stuck. So I, I'd love to talk about both of those yeah. things. Why are they disengaged? And, and how do we get, you know, those people to bring on that creativity and, and that leadership? Yeah. So what I mean by 70% of the workforce is disengaged. This was, a, I believe, a Gallup study where they just surveyed a lot, of, a lot of companies, a lot of individuals and companies across the U.S. and asked, you know, how engaged are you at work? And most of and this was an anonymous study, and most of them said they were disengaged. They were doing just enough to get by. And most of the reasons why is they're scared they're going to lose their job. They you know, they don't feel like their voice matters. They don't feel like they're contributing to something. And when someone's disengaged, that is that equals loss of uh, productivity, loss of revenue and, and more accidents, things like that, just because people are just going through the motions. They're just phoning it in. And when I come in and I bring some of these games, matter of fact, I just did one last week with um, a company uh, locally here in San Diego, and I see it every time. They come in and you get the people, their arms are crossed. They're like, this is another team building thing. And there's just something about play, something about doing these things that remind us when we were kids, when times were easier, when things didn't really matter. Yeah. But the cool thing about these exercises are that they are almost like, I like to say it's a Trojan horse. Yes, it's a silly game and it gets people to loosen up and, and gets, gets them to like, just connect with their coworkers and the other participants, but each one of them has a hidden meaning. And I like, for example, we do this one game called moving bodies. And the purpose of this game is to show that it's okay to take risks and that we all bring something to the table and create something bigger than ourselves. So the point of this game, first person goes in, they make, they have to make a sound in a movement, uh, a sound with their mouth and a movement with their body. Next person jumps in and supports that and makes a, any sort of sound uh, that's complimentary, movement that's complimentary, and in improv, everything goes. So you can't be wrong with this. Anything, the first thing that comes to mind, just just do it. And then the last person, after everyone is moving and doing stuff, and it's this really cool symphony of sound and, and this cool thing to watch, the last person names whatever this machine is. And again, this is improv. So it's whatever they say is going to be whatever right. Whatever they come up with, yeah. Yeah. And then when we're done, then we do what I like to call a debrief. A debrief is where we start to connect their experience to the real world. And then, you know, we start asking questions. How did that feel to be the first person out there? Um, yeah, it was probably a little bit scary. How did it feel when someone supported you? Oh, it felt great. Um, and how did it feel to make something that you didn't know what it was going to be? And then all of a sudden, you know, we figured out what the name is. And at one, one workshop that I did, something, something magical, magical happened. Someone says, Oh, I get why I'm here. I was like, 
on Earth? <laughs> like, I didn't know that we did that with this game, but sure. All right. You know, let's talk about it. Uh, and this person said she gets why she's at her job and what her uh, her purpose is and why the little thing that she thinks that she does on a day-to-day basis adds up to something bigger. And that's really powerful to have a silly game uh, called Moving Bodies, Moving Machines, and to have someone like make that connection. But that's how our brains work, is that our brains are always making connections. And have you ever seen where somebody actually kind of shifts into a different role at their company because of this exercise? Yeah, yeah, because these exercises really highlight what your strengths are. And it really shows that everyone's a contributor. And I've seen some people, you know, as a result of uh, some of these games, realize that, you know what, I think I'm stronger in this area. Yeah. And, and the cool thing about this, these games is, like I said, I'm asking, um, how does this connect to what you do in a real world scenario? And because we're playing a game, it gives people permission to speak freely because it's a make-believe game. It's all made up. Um, however, they are making real world connections and everyone is connecting the dots together. It, this is better than if we were to go into like a therapy session. It's like, all right, I feel like you're not engaging in work. And then you get all defensive, your arms are crossed. That's not going to work. But when you play this game and you do something silly that has a hidden meaning, you will make the connections. And then the other cool thing is uh, studies show that when you're doing activities that are similar to each other, especially movements, you're starting to sync up. Your bodies are actually physically oh. syncing up in alignment. And it goes back to you know when we had to protect ourselves from saber-toothed tigers. The only thing that we needed to know is, is this person a friend or a foe? And when you have when you do similar movements, um, it's signaling to the body that this person this person is someone that should be trusted. And on a subconscious level, when you're doing these things and you're laughing and you're having fun, your your brain is taking digital photographs of everything surrounding it and is remembering all that. And so, like you know what, you go back and you'll think about the experience that you had, and you'll say, you know what, me and Sally, like we had fun together. I like I like this. I must like Sally. And it's just something about that. And you just start slowly feeling comfortable because you allowed yourself to be vulnerable and you realize they didn't make fun of you. No one you know, put you down. Then they must be someone that you should trust. So as you're saying all of this play, you know, I think typically a lot of teams have team building, other you know, events or things that they do. They have corporate counseling and all that kind of stuff that you said that people come in with their arms folded and they're kind of like, oh, now I have to like get all deep and try to, you know, have a therapy yes. session. And as you're talking, I'm thinking about, you know, there's the engagement level and then there's also just the times when you're stuck. You know, we need a yes. new marketing marketing initiative. We need a new, you know, plan. What's our next billboard going to look like? What's our next email blast going to be? What's all of those things? And I'm like, this is brilliant. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, hey, everyone's stuck. Everyone's kind of, you know, <laughs> let's get yes. up from the table <laughs> And let's, move. and let's move and let's start, you know, I, I can just imagine like all of the crazy ideas and just in the middle of it, just kind of like going, stop, write that down. That's amazing. Yes. You know? And that's, yeah. If, if you think about like all the cool things that were invented at one point, they were crazy. <laughs> they seem crazy. You yeah. know, at one point, you know, to say that we're going to get in a machine and travel through the air at one point, people said, no. That is insane. What are you talking about? And that's the thing when you play and especially improvisation is that every idea is a good idea. Yes. And we support everything that's thrown out. And from that, 
that's where the gold happens. Um, and you have to feel comfortable throwing out wacky ideas because there's, you know, the whole convergent and divergent thinking is that in the beginning, you just need to throw everything out, get everything out, whatever you're thinking and, you know, right, wrong, indifferent, get it out there. And then from there, then let's start connecting the dots. Let's start seeing, you know, what, you know, what could come of this. And, um, and there's a lot of really cool games that can help foster that. Uh, a really fun game that I tell companies that they should do before they do a brainstorming session. It's very easy to do. Um, and it requires just a little bit of imagination and just the willingness to be silly. Um, and as you just walk around in the, in the beginning, you walk around and you point out everything in your office as if whatever it is, that's a chair, that's a phone, that's a window, that's a wall. Do that for about a minute. And then you go back again and then you start saying what it's not, you know, all right, that is not a hippo. That is not my uncle. That is not a coin. That is not a bus stop. That's not, you know, whatever it is, all answers are completely right. And what this is doing is this is getting you to start thinking outside the box and start thinking a little bit differently. And it's very silly, uh, but it's, you know, would you agree, you know, especially since the Olympics is around that if someone is going to do an event in the Olympics, they should warm up, right? Like, you know, you're not going to go and do like Michael Phelps isn't going to go and win a gold if he's not warmed up. Right. Um, however, when we get in and we think, you know, we need to brainstorm, we don't warm ourselves up. We just think that, oh, cold. All right, boom, let's do this. That's so true. I, I'm thinking of all the <laughs> wacky, but so super cool inventions and ideas that my kids come up with, right? When they're right? playing. <laughs> and that's essentially what you're doing. You're getting to play again. Yes. And, and so that you have, um, speaking of, you have uh, a group called Recess. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and what's the, and so what's like the theory behind that? Well, it just basically came. So at first, when I was telling people about improv, a lot of times people were scared. They're like, ah, I can't do that. So I said, well, it's just play. Do you like to play? Yeah, yeah. And then a lot of times people said, man, we don't play anymore. And then I started saying, I know. I wish that we can bring recess back. That was like my favorite thing to do in school was recess. And I said, why don't I bring recess back? And so that's the whole point. It's a, it's a meetup group. The, the point, point of recess, recess is to do, you know, silly, fun things. You know, some of them are like based in improvisation. I have a lot of, uh, I call them play shops that, you know, we do silly improv games. Uh, some of them, you know, we go out and we play and we, we do fun activities. Um, I have one coming up uh, where we're going to be doing painting. And it's not just a normal painting. It's going to be abstract art. And there's a twist to it. It's a, it's a, I'm not going to spoil it okay. um, in case anyone's interested in coming. But I was fortunate enough to do this experience. And it was a lot of fun. And I'm not someone that's a painter, by all means. That's not, you know, I don't consider my, that's not my gift. Yeah. But I went and I just let myself have fun. And just doing that, if like if we did that without the twist, I feel like everyone will leave feeling just energized and liberated and it's just amazing. Uh, but there is a twist part that is a lot of fun. And then you end up creating something that you wouldn't think that you would normally create. And that's magical. Oh, yeah. And so and this is a group. This is a San Diego group, correct? It's a San Diego group. Uh, we meet uh, just about monthly, uh, sometimes every other month. And the topics, like I said, is just all about like how the whole theme is like, how can we get out? connect with, you know, cool people and have fun and do something totally different that you just don't usually do. Yes, exactly. We'll, we'll definitely have that link up on our, on our show notes and on the blog for sure. <laughs> that yes. sounds so much I spent for all of you in San Diego. Okay. So other than that group, what other things 
are you doing? Like what, what are your services? You are, you're doing workshops for corporations. Are you doing private coaching? Like how, or what could somebody, I mean, somebody who doesn't even live in San Diego, like how else could people get more from you and, and play? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so first and foremost, the thing that I do most is corporate play shops. Okay. Uh, I've worked with like over, you know, hundreds of, of companies and, and it's so funny because I, you know, everyone, every company thinks that their problems are unique, but I find that all problems are universal. You know, you, the companies are unique, but problems are, are the same. Um, and so, you know, I, I've traveled like all across um, to all kinds of different types of companies. Um, I do a lot of work with creative companies because I have a background in, in marketing. Uh, so I typically get a lot of calls from that, but I've done a lot recently with in the medical field um, and, and a lot in the public service field, just things of that nature. And, and especially if companies have very stressful scenarios, those, they benefit the most. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're looking to improve retention, improve engagement, help your employees be more creative and, you know, do so in an environment that is fun and, you know, allows people to get outside their comfort zone and, and bond, then boom, you know, that's, um, you know, where I come in and all of my play shops are unique. Um, I don't have like a cookie cutter approach. I, my process is sitting down and understanding, you know, what are you trying to get at? You know, what are some strengths? What are some weaknesses in the company? And then I go through, and I come up with a custom play shop that is designed to meet those needs. So I have thousands of games that we can play. And the cool thing about the, these games is I like to say they're like stem cells. You know, by themselves, they, they don't do much. But when we understand what the challenges are and what we're trying to achieve, that's where they come alive. And then they you know, go to work and they do what they do. Um, so that's what I do for companies. And how long um, is, it, the, is a play shop? Like, is it, is it, is it a day long? The workshop, is it, is it yes. one day? Is it? Okay. It could be, uh, the shortest one I've done is two and a half hours. Okay. The longest one I've done, it was three days. It depends on what the needs. Typically a day, one day is, um, I get brought in as part of like a larger retreat or, or sometimes, uh, they're doing like a management retreat and I train managers, um, on these games and then they take these games back and then infuse it into the company. Nice. Okay. And you'll travel to different, you know, company retreats or wherever. I mean, it's not just, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, and that, and that's fun. And sometimes it's easier to bring one person out to facilitate hundreds yeah. than to have like, uh, you know, all these people like, travel. right, right, right. Exactly. So the cool thing about this that I've seen, and I'm starting to do more studies on this is that there is noticeable improvement right away. I, and it's so crazy. Every time I do this again, I get, get a little nervous. I'm like, is this going to work? But I, it's just something universal about play. And when you do these games that it works. And then when people feel comfortable, they immediately start seeing their team and their company in a new light. And it's almost like the equivalent of going on a, a week-long vacation. You know, they come back and they feel invigorated and they feel closer as a unit. It's amazing how shifting from what you do on a day-to-day basis and being stuck in the, like, monotonous, how shifting yes. that, like, immediately – like you just feel like this energy inside of you. And it, like you said, that just opens up more creativity. Yeah, exactly. For more creativity. Yeah. Um, okay. So you're doing workshops at different corporations. You've got your, your recess group for San Diego. And yes. then what about 
one-on-one coaching? Do you do that or mm-hmm. like if for, for individual people or yeah. is it individual like ongoing with like, tell me how that works. <laughs> yeah. And so I get a lot, uh, especially just professionals that have been in a job for a bit and they feel they're feeling stuck. Like, yeah. you know, I should love this job like on paper. Like this makes sense, but I'm a little ashamed to admit it. Like what's wrong. And what I do, I either have individual or, or group coaching. And all I do is I just, help you unlock your inner child and bring more play into your life by adding just more play into your life and just seeing things a little bit differently. And this is one of the things that I'm trying to change the you know perception of play. A lot of times people think play is a distraction, um, but being playful is just, is part of who we are, is, is our, in our human nature. And when you like sort of just inhibit yourself from playing and being playful, you actually go through what is called uh, play deprivation. Dr. Stuart Brown wrote about this in his book, Play, that it's up there with being sleep deprived and, and, you know, depressed and stuff like that. And when you really keep yourself from playing and being playful, you actually uh, experience a lot of symptoms that are similar to depression and burnout, et cetera. So I will work with individuals just to uncover what is their play profile and how can they evoke play into their life because play is a very personal experience. So it's different for everyone. Yeah. So that's so cool. I love this. I love play. So (laughs) and you do have, you have an ebook. Yes. Actually. And it's, it's actually have the site right here. So your website is breakthroughplay.com. So breakthroughplay.com. And if you go to breakthroughplay.com slash free hyphen ebook, is that correct? Yes, All right. Correct. You have you have an ebook. So tell me about about this book and and how how it helps to make your life better. Is this just for anyone to read to it's make them? Okay. Okay. Yes. And so I took some of the principles of improvisation and I teach you some of the core principles of what improvisers use to make things up on stage and collaborate and create brilliant ideas uh, which seems like out of thin air and how you can and a, apply it to your life. And then I even have some really cool activities and games that you can do um, to get the benefits of that. Okay. And I think that's so cool. But I think there's there's got to be a benefit, though, for having, like, first having the experience with you. You know what I mean? Somebody from outside the company, somebody from outside your immediate world to come in and initiate those exercises. Because, you know, I'm thinking of this, I'm like, this is so cool, but I wonder if it's more effective after you've done it with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I always say, you know, it's better in person. Um, Yeah. But for some people, they're a little bit like, "Ah, you know, I don't know. Um, And they're, you know, maybe they just need a little bit um, more just sort of self-selecting, you know, working on things themselves. And for those yeah, this this ebook is a good way just to like give you some more info about improv and what improv can do. And the cool thing about that is that if you you know take on these challenges and start doing them, you will see immediate benefits. That's yeah. one of the cool things about doing it. Um, and it's it's interesting because they're so simple. Like one of the things in there is take a different route to work. Love that. Yes. Simple, but it works every time. And and like the science behind it, like I really geek out on this and the science behind that is when you do something over and over and over again, like going to work, your brain doesn't want to waste energy. So it memorizes like, all right, this is going to work. And so you don't get the same uh, level of excitement. That's why the moment you get something that's new and it's not new anymore, it doesn't feel the same. Yeah. And then the moment you switch up your routine, again, your brain's only 
uh, purpose is to keep you alive. So the moment you do something different outside the routine, your brain is immediately activating like, all right, where are we? What's going on? And, and then you get that level of dopamine and norepinephrine and all those exciting uh, inside drugs that make you happy. So just by taking a different route to work will just wake you up and you're like, oh, mm, all right, cool. And then it just gives you just that little boost that you need. And it's not much, but when you start to stockpile them on one by one, you know, it really does make some huge shifts in how you perceive things. It's like I've heard, you know, put your switch up your your cabinets with, you know, yeah. put your glasses here, your dishes there. And it's like, you know, you're, you're kind of just like making your brain do this little jump of wait. Oh, yeah, right. You know, just like you said, it activates it. It, it wakes it up. Yes. I think the same thing, you know, with workout routines or there's so many different things. I love that. And just like you said, taking a different way to work or sometimes, you know, if you can going to sit at a different coffee shop, some people go to the same coffee shop all the time to work or some people, and it's like, just go somewhere different. And it, it's funny. I've done that. And I'm like, wow, I was so productive today, you know, you're, yep. cause you're just in a different environment. And that's it. And you talked about being stuck and getting unstuck. Yeah. Sometimes it's as simple as that. Yeah. Of switching up your environment and it puts you in a different state. Uh, again, our physiology affects our mental system, you know, and it's all interlinked. And so if you're feeling like down and stuck, uh, a lot of times we try to think our way out of it, it does not work. Right. <laughs> we need to actually just start moving and trying something different. Um, and that's what it is. And this is another thing. A lot of times when we're stuck, we, we think, oh, I need to push our way through it and work harder. That doesn't work either. That's why I tell people about recess and, and why it's important to come to some of these events, whether I do it or someone else does it, is that when you give your body and your brain a chance to decompress by doing some of these games, your brain's still thinking of that idea. It's still working on it in the background, but it's like a muscle. It's, it's allowing your, your brain, which is a muscle, a chance to rest. Yes. And when it rests, it actually recharges. That is so, yeah, that's a, that's a great visual actually. Um, Okay. So if somebody wants to come, so say they're not part of, you know, a corporate, a corporation or business that's going to have you come out, but they still want to (laughs) play. Yes. Do you have, do you have events coming up? Do you have something that like, you know, people can participate in? Yes. So recess uh, is a monthly thing in San Diego and the next one's on the 15th. Okay. Um, We're going to be doing painting and doing these events. A lot of times people start saying, man, I wish there was something bigger. And so I've been, a lot of people have been asking me something and I was saying, yeah, I remember what it was like being a kid. It was easier to make friends than it is now being an adult. (laughs) And I loved going to camp and I love activities at camp. And it's just something about going to camp in that sacred space that you come across feeling invigorated and meeting new friends. And and it's just so life-changing. I was like, why don't they have that for adults? Yeah. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to do a cool little experiment when I do a one day and I'm calling it my play retreat, and it's going to be on October 8th. And um, I have a, a gift for your listeners to get a discount on that. You know, I'll give you a discount code so you can give them. It's called Draw Shop, and I'll give you the link so you can put that in your show notes. Give give them a discount, but it's going to be a one day experience. We're going to be uh, connecting on a whole nother level, doing a lot of really fun games and really cool experiences. Uh, for example, I have a chef, a really good friend of mine, uh, that is going to teach us how to be more playful with food. You know, food, you know, everyone could use that, and it's going to be a really fun hands on experience. We're going to be playing games. We're going to be acting silly, and I know that anyone who comes out um, is going to be pampered and and 
like just have an amazing time. So that's a, a one day experience that I'm doing. And, you know, depends on, you know, how it is. I may do another one, may not. Uh, this is the, an experience. There's a lot of things like that popping up. So this is my chance to bring it to San Diego. And, and so I know a number of people are flying out. It, we're going to keep it very intimate. Okay. Very few people, like 30 people max so that everyone can have an amazing time and connect with a lot of people, a lot of like-minded people. So if you're a creative individual, if you, you know, want to connect with other like-minded people and positive, you know, that want to support you in whatever you're doing yeah. uh, and be like your best friend or your, your, your hype person. Um, and more importantly, if you feel stuck and you want to, you know, get outside and switch it up. This is an amazing event for you. Um, I'm calling it back to nature uh, because it's going to be at a ranch. Uh, but more importantly, it's back to human nature, getting us connected with ourselves. Yeah. Well, what's so cool is that people get to discover parts about themselves that they either have lost touch with since they were little or like, wow, I didn't even realize that was in me. So I think so that's, I think that's so amazing. amazing. And that's and where that. like, and that's why it's so great that it's called breakthrough play, but that's, you know, essentially what's happening. People are having these breakthroughs. Yep. Yep. Well, I want to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, a lot of surprises. I'm not going to give away all the stuff, uh, but we're we're busy planning. Um, and some of these experiences, I'm like, oh my gosh, I I want to do them, and that's why I'm creating it because it's something that I've always wanted to do, and and I get a blast out of doing all this stuff. So, do you think that you'll have, or unless you do already? have more coaches like you that are that you're going to branch out so that we can have more of you all over the country. Yeah. I I'm part of this group called the Applied Improvisation Network. Okay. And these are people that are facilitators that use improv for more than just theater. And so this is one thing with improvisers, we're so supportive and I tell everyone an improviser is the best person that you can have in your arsenal because no judgment. We were completely supportive of everything. So we support each other. Yeah. Um, and anytime someone is like looking to collaborate on an experience or, or create a curriculum for a specific topic, we all pile in and we all share our own experiences and then we all refer each other. And so if there are situations where I'm not available because it's just one of me, um, I will, you know, happy to recommend, you know, a friend, colleague of mine that um, has amazing skills in, in this art that can help as well. Oh, fantastic. It's great to know. Well, this has been so awesome. Love talking to yeah. you. I love this whole concept. I'm sure it's very new to a lot of people and yes. I, it's great for entrepreneurs. It's great for businesses. It's great for just individual people who are, you know, creatives feeling stuck. And we have so many great resources that we will definitely put on the blog and in the show notes. We've got the, the meetup group. We've got your back to nature event, the free ebook. And um, we'll definitely have on there the code, which is draw shot, but we'll make sure we have it in there for you. If you do want to register for that event and hopefully get in, cause it sounds very, yeah. very intimate, which is awesome. But this has been so awesome. Thank you so much. And of course, if you want to find more information on Gary, please go to breakthroughplay.com. And thank you so much, Gary. This is so cool. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much, Summer, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you for listening to today's Get Genius. You can learn more about The Draw Shop at www.thedrawshop.com, on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Your home for kick-butt custom whiteboard marketing videos. Your ideas come to life. Thanks for listening. Please share, comment, and make any suggestions for future genius guests.